This special S-Class interview with Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a monthly subscription service that ships to you games uh, and movies. It's, uh, it's pretty sweet if uh, you're a gamer on a budget or not even just on a budget. You just want to save some freaking money. How about that? So basically what they do is you give them a list of games that you want to play, like say Battlefield 1 or Titanfall 2 or something like that. And they, they send you the game. And when you're done playing, you send it back to them and they send you the next game on your list. It's pretty sweet. Um, there's a, a whole bunch of games that we're looking forward to playing. What, what, what are you guys looking forward to playing? Call of Duty. Tomb Raider. Titanfall 2. I'm actually looking forward to playing uh, Battlefield 1. What about you, Blue? I was going to say Batman VR, but I'm not sure if they're going to be carrying VR yeah, when it the, first launches. Well, they'll probably be playing, uh, carrying the games, but not the mm. actual hardware. Hardware's on you. Mm. And if you don't have hardware, mm. say you don't have a console, uh, you can actually do it through streaming. If you have a, what was it? It was a Fire Stick, a LG Smart TV, or a Samsung Smart TV. You can actually play co- uh, games without a console. And they're like, you know, good games. Like, um... Batman was one of them. They had, I think, a COD on there as well. A few other games as well. So it's uh, it's pretty sweet. And they also do uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. Same deal. So there's never a late fee as long as you're paying your uh, your monthly subscription service. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. If you do us a favor, go to uh, gamefileoffer.com forward slash BTI and you'll get your first month of subscription service for free. Once again, that's gamefileoffer.com forward slash BTI to get your first month of subscription for free. All right, and now... On with the show. There is a story so strange in its implications that it defies ordinary classification. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me, we have Kronos. We have Blue. And we have the oldest ninja in the world. What up? This is a special S-Class interview. We have the lovely and talented Dana DeLorenzo. What's up, fam? Hi guys, how are you? Thanks for having me. What? Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Obviously, you are uh, the kick-ass, awesome uh, Kelly on Ash vs. Evil Dead, and uh, we are so glad. This is our third interview with an Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, actor, and we are impressed and loving this show. Can I start off with the very first question? Can you describe, in your words, Kelly's evolution from season one to season two, and how it's been for you? Okay, um, I think I think it's a pretty linear journey that she goes through, and what I think is so cool um, is that as the actor playing Kelly and bringing her to life, it's a very similar journey because we both were kind of thrown into this. You know, with Kelly, she's just friends with Pablo and, and is a little bit lost in life after losing her mother, as we saw in the beginning of season one. And she's working her first day at the value stop, hating life. Uh, and then this character, Ash Williams, comes and hits on her and makes an ass of himself. And she puts <laughs> him in his place. And that establishes that very quickly. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's a, a deadite Mrs. Johnson, you know, throwing her up against the trailer walls. And her mother is back from the dead and putting a fork through her father's eye and trying to kill her. Um, and and then, so, then Kelly gets possessed. And it's like, it's such a fast-paced journey for her, um, but because she's she's very very smart, um, she's learning on the fly. And then you know, by midway of the season, after she got possessed, she's now she's now she's got somewhere to channel her rage and take it out on evil, as we saw in the diner when she deli sliced and pulverized the dead egg face. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of, of season one, she's having this epic battle with the cabin. But that really showed. Her, I think it really showed that she 
has came into her own as, as this, you know, fighter of evil. Um, it solidified her, her, fam- her new family with, with Ash and Pablo. And then that brings us to season two, where now, you know, it's been like two months that they've been hanging in Jacksonville, and she is pissed off because she's like, okay, we, we're on this track, we're ready to go, and now I'm working behind a bar. <laughs> playing, you know, she's ready to kick ass again. Playing beer, yeah, like beer pong and keg stands with co-eds. Are you out of your mind? So <laughs> Kelly has, has a lot of pent-up rage at the beginning of season two and only one mission, and that is revenge. So she just wants to, to stay on track, um, and, and she, she's a little bit frustrated. And, and, you know, as we've seen through season two, um, Kelly's like the daughter Ash never had. Yeah. So they, and, and in that, that kind of relationship, you know, when they're on the same page uh, and they're, you know, making fun of the, the, the jerky kids, um, who stole the car and, and, and they're, they're together, they're great. But when, just like a father-daughter, when they butt heads, they butt hard. And Kelly uh, flies the coop for a bit, teams up with Ruby, and now I think where her journey's at is, what, it's, it's, it's very collective that, that there are all these signs um, influencing her to sort of forge her own path. Like, what was that weird, evil Kelly? Was that a vision or was that real? And it says, why follow when you should lead? And then... Um, when Kelly says, maybe it was you I was meant to call. So we're going to start to see Kelly possibly unravel from the, the need for revenge. Cause you know, when you're out for revenge, it always works out, yeah. always works out. Um, <laughs> but, um, also just, you know, continuing in this way and, and, and forging her own path and, 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 uh, you know, trying to, trying to hold down the fort. She's trying to keep Ash together and, and help him out and, and protect Pablo what the hell is going on with him in the Necronomicon? Meanwhile, you know, firing crowds, at, uh, firing bullets at crowds of people. Like, she's just trying to keep it all together for everybody. And um, it might not turn out too well, or, or it might. We have to wait and see. Damn, Dana, you, you basically answered multiple questions. In one. That, was, uh, that was pretty badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're done with the interview, oh, so thanks for oh, coming God. on. <laughs> no, we got more questions. That, that, was, uh, that was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> No, um, I, I guess that now is a good time to tell you, um, brevity is not my strong suit. <laughs> this, this is why I became an actor solely so that I knew when to end a sentence. Uh, no, but it's, it's great for interviews. dialogue that was written for me. Oh, it's great for interviews, though. You gave us all kinds of information. Um, so the special effects have been uh, bloody glorious in, uh, you know, After Evil Dead. What was your favorite special effect shot in the film? And also, I'd like to also add is that you've had copious amounts of blood on you in the show. Oh, I'm drowning like, in blood. Is, is that on purpose, or is this like, you volunteer for these things, or what's going on here? Wait, wait sorry. So the first question is, what is my favorite um, special or practical effect in the movies or in the show? In the show. In the show. Okay, and then the other question is, what, why, why am I covered in copious amounts of blood? Yes, Do I all... need to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was you know it was really out of character for the show. They're just like, well, let's do something unexpected and cover cover her in blood. Um, no, I, uh, I I I had twenty six gallons blasted Damn. at me um, in one scene alone, which was when I ripped the barman's arms off. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty six gallons, uh, and I I know that because on that day um, when I walked to set, so I knew it was going to be a, a blood covering day. And when you walk on a set. And everything 
everything is covered in plastic, including <laughs> the cameraman, the, the wow. cameraman that is psycho. sitting inside a tent of plastic. Wow. That's when you know, oh, my God, it's going to be a very bloody day. And I just saw all of these, like, massive gallons, um, uh, like, big white tubs Damn. everywhere full of blood. <laughs> and I asked the art, one of the art department girls, her name was Anna, and I said, um, well, that's a lot of, of blood for today. And she's like, oh, this isn't for today. It's for you. Ooh. And I said, oh, <laughs> that's just, oh, oh, that just for me. Wow. Okay. Um, you don't happen to have an idea of how much blood that is, do you? And she's like, actually, I do, because I'm the one that had to make it. Oh, damn. Um, so far right here, she's like, we have 85 liters, because, you know, it's New Zealand. They use liters. So I, like, did a quick Google search. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that's 20. 26 gallons and 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 so yeah so i but i loved it you know it 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 gets to a point where you want to see how how much crazier it's going to get every time and that was a lot um and then i got all excited and i asked the executive producer rob tapper like hey so now that i'm covered and all and like it ended up being like 30 gallons all in all and said so am i in like some hall some some hall of fame for evil dead and he goes no. And I said, <laughs> wow. but, but why? And he said, Bruce had 400 gallons blasted at him in Evil Dead 2. Damn. Wow. And I was like, uh, yeah, and I just went, all right, hail to the king, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, all right. I, I thought I was going to be so cool. Um, but my, fa- I, what is my favorite? You know, I'm so bad with favorites because it's it's so hard to, like, go through the catalog in your mind of, like, no, this one. No, this one is my favorite. Um, the favorite part, you know, I, I, I guess for me the uh, the one that just made me happiest was was that damn deli slicer because it, took, it was, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. actually a very it was very very involved because it was a real deli slicer, obviously minus sure. the blade and the stunt um, deadite. Uh, girl, they actually had me like slam her face into it, Ooh, and sick. we had to do you know do the beginning, and then it jams. And when I take the um, meat tenderizer and start just pulverizing the deadite head, they like put this. It was like this squishy deadite head in there that had um, a tube of blood that would come out and shoot at me and shoot at the walls. But then also it was soaked in blood, so every time I smashed it. Um, with the tenderizer, it would just come at me and go on the camera, and and, and it was it was that was super fun and super Damn. cool. Nice. Um, is is the blood easy to wash uh, out? Like when you get the what? blood all over you, is it easy to wash out, or are you like sticky for like a week? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> like the week. It's the week. I mean, legitimately, what people don't talk about with the blood is it's not the blood going on always. That's the problem. I mean. Sure, it uh, like gets in your eyes and nose. It's like jumping into a pool and you haven't blown bubbles out, and then you're like gagging on it. Yeah, that <laughs> happens, but then it looks awesome and you're fine. But what no one talks about, and I don't know why, this is going to be the title of my book when I when, <laughs> when the show is on called called When the Blood Dries, Ooh. because that is actually the worst, and it dries within five minutes, and all of a sudden it reminds me of like scene in 40 year old virgin with steve carell where you just start yelling out non-sequiturs like kelly clark yeah <laughs> it is you know because that's exactly what it's like it dries and now it's in every orifice of your body but it's also your clothes are now stuck to you so someone's oh. like 
oh, hey, Dana, and I turn my head, and it uh. feels like your skin <laughs> is being ripped off. Uh. So, but it's really genius. Yeah, it does. But here's what's really genius about it, because then you are just begging them. You are, I'm literally begging them, can we please just put more on? Can we put more on? Just because it keeps it moist, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, definitely, I mean, I have found blood on my body after a blood scene definitely a week later. And, and, and that's after, like, 40, you know, hour-long showers. But there's always a spot, like, right behind your, right behind your ear. Mm-hmm. There's always a spot where, like, and you don't notice it till you're, like, out at dinner eating a steak and then you're humiliated. Because you're like, uh, I have... Blood on my face, it's fake. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, but it's, but it's, it's fun. It, it, but the, you guys, I, I actually think I posted a photo way back when of what the showers, because they actually have a, um, a truck of showers, because we can't even, we, you obviously can't go home in, in all that blood, because it is you know, sticky and covered and everything. So you shower on set, and um, I showered in my clothes because I couldn't even take them off. Because, oh, again, it's like a wax. Um, but it looks like, I mean, it is, the showers look bloodier than the show. It is crazy. And, of course, they're like white showers. It looks like a massacre. Oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about how you got this role for Ash vs. Evil Dead? Yeah. I created a vision board. Whoa! A PowerPoint? <laughs> <laughs> you made a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the secret. Yeah, <laughs> I'm auditioning next season. You what? I said I'm going to audition next season. Now that I know the secret. Okay, right now you know the secret. Just made a make a vision board f- with Sam Raimi's face and Bruce Campbell and um, you know all that good stuff. No, um, I uh, I was working at a bar. You know, being my the the, the typical struggling actor. Um, and got got the audition uh, sent when I was supposed to be working until two in the morning, and I and I was supposed to be there first thing in the morning, and had ten pages of dialogue. I mean, this is pretty commonplace, you know, when you're when you're hustling and, and, and busting your ass in the business. And I was like, the first thing I I saw when I I mean, the first thing I, I thought when I thought I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely there's no chance in hell I'm going to get this job. This is such a a big, you know, franchise. They're going to go with a name, you know, uh, I'm never going to get this. Um, and, and I just, I think that ended up serving me because I, I, I still don't believe that I actually have this job. <laughs> Legitimately, every day I'm like, <laughs> every day I'm like, is my trailer still here? So do I still get a script? Um, cause it, I'm pinching myself. Cause you know, it, it, it's when you, when you work very hard your whole life towards one goal, um, and you go through all the hard knocks, it, and that's what they mean when it's like the jury. Not to get all deep, you guys. Not to get all deep. Preach <laughs> <laughs> on, girl. When it finally, Speak on it. You know, but really, though, I mean, when it finally does happen, you just, you, I see what they mean now. Or it's like, oh, this is, this is so great. Um, and it happens very quickly. I mean, any, the jobs I had before that, you know, were like 10 seconds on a show with girl number 17. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and... and and I had 15 auditions for those kinds of parts. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, you, you know, for one little line. And this one, it was an audition. It was a callback. And the next thing I knew, I was screen testing with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. God damn. Um, so it happened. Yeah. It was one of the things where, like, I, 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 didn't, I couldn't even believe it was happening. 
but I think that helped. And also, you know, because I felt like I had nothing to lose, I just went for it. And like in the in the very first audition, there was like a um, a scene where Pablo hits Kelly over the head with a frying pan. I, it was obviously just for the audition, but like I threw myself down on that concrete floor. Like, I got hit with a frying pan, and I think they were like, oh, this girl's down to, like, injure herself. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and drown in blood. Um, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so um, I just had fun with the audition, and, and uh, when I was doing the screen test with, with Sam and Bruce, um, I took the biggest risk of my life. I suddenly had, like, these cojones out of nowhere, and I did a scene... Um, and uh, Sam had given me direction. I did it once. He gave me direction. I did it again with his direction. And then he turned his back to me and was talking to the room full of producers, saying, like, okay, I want to edit the audition tape so the first part of the first take goes with the second part of the second take. And I interrupt him. Oh. I interrupt oh. Sam Raimi, Ooh. who I've known all of five minutes. <laughs> all of five minutes. Did you know and who I, he was? And I go, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I go... Um, well, why don't I just do it again? And the room, the room, I swear to God, it was like, no, that wasn't me that said that. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns around slowly in his three piece suit and he's like, uh, what? And I said, well, why don't I just do it again? If it wasn't what you wanted, I'll just tell me what you want and I'll do it that way. And he says, okay, I'll tell you what I want. And he said it. And I go, well, then why don't I just do it again? And he looks back to the producers and raises his eyebrows and says, well, I guess we're doing it again. <laughs> and I, I, I know. But this is what's so crazy. is that didn't even dawn on me till I replayed it in my head after. Like, I was like, well, this feels weird, but I don't know why, so whatever. Well, I did it again, and luckily I delivered, and he said, Dana, that was perfect. That was exactly what I wanted. You were right to trust your instincts, and I'm glad you asked for another take. And I do think that's what got me the job is that I was able to, to uh, I don't know. I don't know. Question is authority. That I could do what he wanted. I don't know. But, but, yeah, I still look at that, and I'm like, right now I'm pacing in my apartment, even reliving <laughs> that, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that to Sam Raimi. Dummy. Shit, um, <laughs> but it worked. I, it worked. I got another question for you. Uh, so here's the deal. Pablo has <laughs> had a huge crush, obviously, on Kelly and has been down to smash, as they say, since season one. Do you think that Kelly is finally going to take him out of the friend zone? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Here's what. Okay, you guys watch the show. You're fans of the franchise, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So, what is lesson? What is rule number one in Fight Club? No, what is rule number one in Ash vs. Evil or in Evil Dead? That people now. that get close to each other, mm-hmm. or any anyone that gets close, they're going to die. Yep. So I think Kelly, Kelly, is the is the is the brains of the operation, as we talked about. She's the voice of reason. Pablo is the heart. Ash mm. is the brawn. Um, and so I think. What Kelly realized very quickly after, after being around Ash is the minute her and Pablo get together, one of them's going to lose a head. Mm-hmm. That's just what's going to happen. So I think, you know, what, 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 it's one of those things, like if you love someone, let them go. Like I think Kelly is, is I mean, obviously very protective of, of Pablo, um, especially this season. And, you know, she, she doesn't want anything to happen to either of them. But 
that being said, um, if, if we're following where they're at right now in the season, I mean, you do see them taking their relationship to a whole new level. There have been like several times where they almost kissed, I think. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you'll have to see, you know, you'll have to see if she's willing to let her, her guard down and follow her heart or if the house of evil always wins. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> would you ever be willing to drink the pink fuck? In real life. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you know what? Yes, I would. <laughs> that did not take that long of deliberation. You're like, oh, yeah, why not? No. First of all, because here's my first thought. When they were making the drink on set, which I think was, you know, spoiler alert, not a ketamine drink in real life. Um, but, but it was, you know, uh, whatever. Food coloring and soda water and whatever. But... What the ketamine, when you see Ted Raimi uh, as Chet, they have the bag of ketamine, um, it, it actually was a ton of salt. And no. what ended up happening was they were sort of pre-made, um, and he was supposed to put the salt in the ones that no one was going to drink and then just hand me the pre-made one because I had to have a very small amount of liquid because I had to shoot it because then it was my reaction. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> <It's going. laughs> but, but ended up, yeah. What you end up seeing on screen is the very first take where he didn't put a shit ton of ketamine in it. He put a shit ton of salt in it. Oh, so I, li I literally drank the sea. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, my, and you see my face. My face immediately is like, oh, and you've you got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, after that experience of drinking the sea, um, I would absolutely love just to compare flavor. That I mean, ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we had um, one of your co-stars on the show, Ted uh, Ramy, who on, gave you high praise. Gave you really high praise. But he mentioned that you're really good at doing an impression. Uh, who's your favorite actor to do an impression of? Either on the show oh or other actors. Can I, uh, <laughs> um, can I just say how how amazing is Ted Ramey, by the way? He was, he was um, awesome. He is, 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 watching him and Bruce together on set was like the Bruce and Ted show. Because, <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, because Ted actually does a million impressions. Mm -hmm. He is a man of a million voices. And, and so does Bruce, which is a little known fact. So the two of them would just, you know, at lunch be, be going back and forth as like, John Wayne that Bruce does and JFK that Ted does. Oh my God. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, who, and you're asking who, who is my favorite person to do uh, an impression of? Yeah. And yep. can you do an you impression know, of that person? I, I, um, I have been, I've been, I've been a big fan of doing Miley Cyrus for uh, oh. <laughs> six years. Um, now you have to do it. <laughs> you don't have to, like, yeah. if you want to. What I, I yeah, because they're like, I just like want to be like an artist. And oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what like y'all are like getting so upset about about like pink fuck because I have that like every day for lunch. Oh, oh man. That's fucking spot on. <laughs> I was like, we get switched over. How did Miley get on the phone? <laughs> okay, you throw the ass in a circle. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Holy shit. Uh, real, oh God, God damn, I don't even know where to go for that. Uh, I got something for you. But so uh, the you're you're a huge star 
and when you're out out and about or whatever, are you aware that so many passionate fans, um, like, do they come up to you on the street now and and tell you, hey, I love Kelly, I love the show, and what is that like? That experience with meeting passionate fans on the street. Oh, and marriage proposals. I'm pretty sure you're getting a bunch from a bunch. Of I'm about to get on a knee. <laughs> I mean, if you're asking, I'll give you. I'll give you my dad's number. Oh, let oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, um, I, I, I've said this uh, over and over. The, the greatest and most surreal part of this experience is. Uh, getting to meet the fans, um, and I mean that so sincerely. Because look, like I said, I'm just I'm just some girl from Ohio who who just has always loved to to entertain and has always wanted to be an actor. So I'm not any different. You see, like I'm still just from Youngstown, Ohio. You know, um, so when when I when I meet someone that that comes to me and says, "Oh my, you know, I I love Kelly and I love what she's doing for women in horror and I love the show and I've been a fan of the franchise forever," to like even be on the receiving end of that. It's, it, and that much love and passion is just so overwhelming. And it just, I, first of all, I always thank the fans because they're the reason this show exists. Mm. And I thank the fans for giving me a job because, you know, they're, they, the fans who have been around, um, for, you know, for 30 years have been pestering Sam and Bruce and Rob every year for like the past 25 years. When's enough people dead? When's enough oh, people yeah. dead? So because of that, um, this show exists, and it is a bloody love letter to fans. Um, and and I'm just so grateful to them because, let's be honest, this show, I mean, this franchise was built about one man, one lone wolf, uh, Ash Williams, played by Bruce Campbell. And we were taking a big leap of faith asking the fans to accept not one but two sidekicks. Mm. Um, and and that could have gone very differently. And, and I was, you know what I mean? Like, it, what, what if it didn't work? And what if they didn't accept Pablo and Kelly? So the fact that they have embraced us um, and the fact that, yes, when, when, when I just see how excited they get about the show and what, hearing their anecdotes of, like, what film they saw first, what's their favorite, the time they met Bruce Campbell, and, you know, it, it's, it's thrilling. It's, it, you feed off of that, you know? Um, and, and that's why I do this in the first place. If I can... Give people, be part of something that entertains you for 30 minutes to escape from life, to escape from everything that's crazy in the world right now. And you can just go in and slip into this insane world about a guy with a chainsaw arm. Then, then, then I've, then I, that's, that's my nirvana. That's my happy place. Um, but it is strange to answer the second part of your question. It is a little, I, I, I'm, I'm not like getting mobbed or anything, but <laughs> it is strange when I'm like, you know, at Rite Aid, picking out, I don't know, like, uh, toilet paper or something, and a fan's like, oh, my God, can I get a picture with you? And I'm, like, immediately, like, let me just put down this Cottonelle. Uh, yeah. um, Two or three. Um, so it, it, it's something I'm adjusting to, but it's it, because, again, like, I just forget. But um, it, it's been such a joy getting getting to meet them, um, and especially in groups, like at conventions or Comic-Cons and um, I think I freaked them out a little bit because I get <laughs> so excited to meet them that they're like, whoa, you're intense, Dana. <laughs> just wanted an autograph. That's awesome. Just wanted an autograph. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, you're going to say I'm so grateful that you want to. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> so we've asked this question of your other co-stars. Actually, I think we asked this of all of our celebrity guests. Um, you've already admitted that you're not really big on favorites, but we got to ask, what's your favorite line from the show? I know there's a, there's a line <laughs> in the show that is super crazy that you say is, uh, I will fuck your face with bullets. So I know that, <laughs> yeah, that line is actually super crazy, but what's your favorite? Um, I'm glad that's your favorite because that was actually a line I came up with. Nice. Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, and that's why our genius writers are so so amazing that when when you say enough of their brilliant dialogue and and you're building this character, you know, you it starts to seep in a little bit. So um, I have to give props to all of our writers because they're the geniuses, and also it's a testament to them that they're willing to be collaborative in the same way that Sam Raimi was, and I I think that. He sets the tone for that, and, and they have followed suit, and I'm, it's just such a, a great, um, you know, operation that way. Um, my Another favorite line, um, can it, of mine or just anybody? Anybody. Anybody, anybody. yeah. Mm. Um, oh, God, now I'm going to take... 20 minutes to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So you have, uh, I guess you have, I guess some leeway on your lines. So you, you can improv, I guess, in the show. Say that one more time. You can improv on the show. I didn't know that. Um, Cause you said you can't, you can't with that line. Oh yeah. Well that, and that one wasn't even a, an improv. That one was when uh, the script had come out and I was, you know, Kelly was screaming out the window so much in that episode that that final one had to be like really over intense enough for her to say, you know, oh, too much. Um, so <laughs> I, they had had a line, and I, and I said, hey, um, as, as, an, as a, an alt, you know, basically meaning like, hey, in another take just to give something different, can I say, can I say something like this? And um, the showrunner, Craig DiGregorio, was like, actually, just change the line to that. Yes. Nice. Um, nice. And, and, but, uh, yeah, but um, we do get to, impro- I mean, we don't, we, the, the lines are so good and the dialogue's so good that when it comes to improvising, um, really the one who does that is, is Bruce. Um, and that'll only be after they've already, you know, he, he always is respectful of the words and does, and does it because they do a great job. But, you know, no one delivers a one-liner like Bruce Campbell. Nobody knows this role better than him. Um, but it's really funny when we're, like, in a scene together because we got to do a bunch this season. And, like, especially after the written dialogue of the scene is over, he'll throw in maybe a button, like a, another final line. And then I try and play topper with them just to see, like, how long we can keep going, <laughs> um, which, immediately, which immediately I lose. It's like, why do I even try? I just want to, like, make him laugh. Um, I just want to try and make him break because he makes me break all the time. And um, the best I got was after one, like, little improv, uh, they yelled cut, and he goes, hey, that, w- that was good. And I was like, yes! Okay, that counts. That counts. Then. Um, uh Line. Um, can I can we can we pause that while I keep thinking? And yeah, sure, sure. Right. Keep it rolling. Um, so one of uh, one of the other things we found out about you on, like I think IMDb, you were working on a project called Three Women. Can you tell us a little bit about that work and that project? Um, yes, that is actually uh, yet to come out. It is um, a star-studded cast: T.J. Byrne, Anna Camp. It's written and directed by Alex Bay, and it, uh, right now it's a short film um, that, that will likely be made into a feature. Um, and it's, it's basically about how there are, without giving too much away, in any man's life, there are always three women involved. 
Um, and and it's it's about this this character that Alex Day plays, and and you know the 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 ex girlfriend, the current girlfriend, and the the girlfriend he wishes he was dating. Um, and it's and it's it's interesting. It's a commentary on on relationships, and it's very um, Woody Allen esque, and it and it's smart and funny, and and I'm I'm really uh, proud of it, and I hope um. I hope it's uh, coming out one way or another, whether short or feature, in, in the very near future. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. I'm looking forward so, to that. Actually, I had a yeah, it's fine. I had a question. Um, so you had talked about how you used to work like low end jobs, but um, your Wikipedia page said that you did a little work as a producer on a radio show oh, called we're Citing Wikipedia now. No. Uh, well, <laughs> well, the reason why I bring this up is because it said that you worked for the Man Cow Morning Madhouse Show, which used to be a show here in the Bay Area that I grew up listening to as a kid. How was it? like working with the man cow um yeah i was i was uh, uh the on-air personality marissa sanchez on that show and also yeah producer um you know that it was it was exactly as you think it is i mean he <laughs> if you're if you've listened to his show you know uh how in, insane and fast-paced um that show is and it um and it's wild man i mean it's like he always said it was like theater of the mind mm-hmm. um and and he is um he is, is, is such a, 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 a intelligent uh, man that can, that can just, you know, whether you like him or not, he, he's, he hits you with a lot at once. And um, I, every day it was like the greatest mental workout ever because I was just trying to keep up with him. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was, it was, <laughs> I don't, there's no other word to explain it than that. Um, it, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that because I feel like um, – I was I was just right out of college when I got that job, mm-hmm. um, so it really provided a lot of training, um, just in terms of improvisation and in terms of um, keeping on your toes, you know, at at the crack of five a.m. Um, so it was uh, it was it was a, a wild ride in a, in a different way than the show is, but um, in, in, in a lot of similarities as well. Cool, awesome. All right, well, I think we're gonna, gonna start wrapping up. Um, can you tell us a little about about the uh, the Stars app? Oh my God, the Stars app. I'm so excited they finally came out with it. Um, because, you know, uh, most of my friends are like, I can't watch, I don't have cable. And I'm like, well, now you got no excuse. Um, <laughs> it's like, under, I think it's like nine bucks a month. Um, and not only can you watch our awesome show, Ashford's Evil Dead, but all of their shows and tons of movies that then you can even just download. Um, and I think they're even doing a free trial right now. So you can get nice. on it. Check it out, um, and you can watch it, obviously, anywhere on your TV and anything. Computer, all that. You know. I don't need to tell you what an app does. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing called a computer? But, um, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but it's so great because it, you can – I'm just glad that they finally have it because then you, you don't have to be at home on your TV or have, have cable to watch it. So um, there's, I've been I, – that's how I've been – um, navigating a lot of the, the show and watching the extras. There's a ton of extras for our show, even on there. Um, so I, I, I love it. So I think everybody needs to get it because we're half, more than halfway done with the season, and, you, and there's so many big things coming, too. Like, we're going to keep topping ourselves the rest of the season, and if you're one of those people who's like, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on DVD, then stay away from the Internet for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And but it's da- going to be spoiled, and there's some huge stuff coming. Dana, where can uh, we reach you on Twitter or uh, social media pre- presence for yourself? 
Uh, we as in fans. Um, it's, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm Dana DiLorenzo. Um, uh, and on Facebook, it's just Dana DiLorenzo. Uh, but yes, I'm, because uh, I think the, I think Dana DiLorenzo is some mud wrestler or something. <laughs> that was taken. No, legitimately, legitimately. Um, uh, yeah, so it's I'm, because that's me. Awesome, awesome. We are going to chocolate bananas, but thank you so very much. This was excellent. Yes, it was. Do you want to say your chocolate, chocolate banana bananas? Line? Yeah. <laughs> awesome sauce. Much love. Awesome. That is... No, go ahead. Thank you guys so much. This is so fun. Yes, awesome. it was awesome. Um, and I'm and I'm I'm very much excited for uh, for you to see what's in store. And I and I hope I can talk to you guys again and get get your full report on it. Well, for sure, right. for sure. Hell yeah. And I'm still waiting for your dad's number so I can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dana. <laughs> right. Thanks, Dana. Have a good day. Done right? and done, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> done and done, my friend. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.